Raging Buffalo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Raging Buffalo podcast. We are currently on our 18th episode this week. 18. I checked it before we came on this time. Usually I ask you. It's turned into a bit of a theme. Now we are joined by a special guest today. Who are we? Connor. Oh, I'm Connor. And I'm Tom. <laughs> and we're joined by Jackson today. Hey, from, hey. He is a online personal trainer. Is it right to call you that? Yeah, mate. That's fine. They go by. <laughs> Balanced Life Academy. Is that yeah. right? That's it, mate. That's the biz. So that's your company? Yeah, mate. That's my, that's my online business. Yeah. All right, cool. Before before we get stuck into all that sort of stuff, how can you in Chiang Mai? Um, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm in Chiang Mai. I've been living in uh, Bali the past four and a half months. I packed up everything. And left Australia uh, early March. Yeah. Um, so transitioned the business online, and that's how I've been, you know, working, creating income, so to speak. Um, and I don't know, like last year when I was looking at places to move to, Chiang Mai came up uh, in terms of being top of, you know, pretty high on the list for expats to go to, live, work, etc. Mm. So I had it up the sleeve. You know, Bali was the first first draft pick. I have no idea why. Um... Uh, Bogans, I'm, I'm not uh, not going to say anything. So, Jackson, you're uh, you're you're a top bloke. No Thanks, no methamphetamines for yourself. No methamphetamines right, for me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to put it out. There. Uh, yeah. So, so you, you literally just packed up five months ago, four and a half months ago. Yeah. And that's the first time you've left Australia to start living somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. But it was it was planned. Um, it was probably planned nine months in advance. So it was. Yeah. yeah. yeah it wasn't just our. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I had Chiang Mai up the sleeve and um, as Bali sort of came to mid-year and we sort of entered the winter, that's like the peak season and all the Aussies, which, you know, I'm sure you boys oh, would wait, love. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's let's, let's re-clarify, not all the Australians. Oh, this is a hard Majority... Thing. Majority of the Australians that go to that go to uh, yeah, this cut and loose. to go to Bali yeah. <laughs> are a particular type of Australian. Yeah, this, I'm getting flashbacks to the first couple of episodes we did where we got really drunk just before well, you I went, went to, to Bali. Bali. Yeah, and that was yeah. the topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah you said you didn't like it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that and a big fan. That and the whack coffee. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'd be, I went up. to Bali a little while ago with my, with my partner because mm. um, I'd never been before. When I was mm. in Australia, I didn't go to Bali, but mm. I've heard about all these all these down the other. When I went to when I went to Bali, obviously mm. the night scene is very much that's full on. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not pretty sweet. It's not a place I would generally speak you go on holiday. Yeah, but all that said and done, mm. you're here in, you're in Chiang Mai now. Yeah, mate. So I I pulled the trigger. Uh, it just got a bit too full on. I couldn't. There was so many distractions, um, and it was taken away from my workflow and productivity. So um, I booked to come to Chiang Mai. I've never been to Thailand in my life. Um, so yeah, booked a monthy originally. Um, and yeah, just flew in and I've been here the past three weeks. I'm here for another week, two weeks down in Phuket. I'm actually there for a reason. I'm, uh, while I'm in Phuket, I'm doing a five-day, uh, course like, to get my qualifications to work on like super yachts and cruise ships. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't really told many people this, but, um, so, I'm going to, so, so, so this is aside from the online yeah. So my dream job is to be a personal trainer on a super yacht in Europe and okay. that's what I'm going to go hard at next year. Um, and you know, in the early mornings, late at night, so yeah. I can still do what I'm doing now. So best of both worlds, so to speak. I'm surprised you didn't try that out when you were in Australia still, and you didn't go to mm. uh, to which It was islands. in my head. It was in my head. Because that is, have you ever been there before? I haven't. I heard it's okay, magical. For yeah. me, that was my favorite two months of my life. Yeah, right. Wow. Oh, two of the best months in my life. Peak. Peak life. Of peak, mate. <laughs> it was. I was living. I was living in a hostel. 
<laughs> Mate, I had, I had a ball. I was living in a hostel. You were a I was there for two months, and I was just wor- I was just washing up dishes. That's all I was yeah. doing when I was there. Yeah. But the the life is just loads of fun. Yeah, it's crazy. Amazing. And the, so this is the thing: mm. <laughs> people come to it Sundays, and they're all the people that have got beach bodies. Mm. And you're in a hostel, and every three days these people change because they mm. go out on the boats. Mm. So they get they come to you. They come to it Sundays. They go to uh, Ellie Beach. They stay there for one night, then they go on the boat for three or four days, and then they come back. So, and they're all there for partying because they're all just there for six months, six yeah. weeks, traveling yeah. down the east coast. Short so, if time, you're staying there for two months, you get to take everybody's first time in Ellie Beach every three days, every every other day. Every it's time. brilliant. You get to you, you just you just <laughs> a ball. It's an absolute blast. That sounds amazing, man. Yeah, that oh, was mental. So good. You see, it's not like living in a city because when you live in a city in in Australia, yeah, you've got people that have been there for a long time as well. Yeah. Whereas Ellie Beach is just mm. this magical place mm. that people, if you're there, for, if you want a good time, I'm telling you, Connor, if you want a good time, <laughs> go to Ellie Beach and just stay, or, or go and stay on one of the islands. But I'd say, yeah. even though Ellie Beach isn't on the islands, you've got that constant traffic of new people, mm-hmm. fresh blood, mm-hmm. fresh meat all the time. Yeah. Loads of fun. I, 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 I had a conveyor ball. belt. <laughs> Man, I, had, I had an absolute ball there. It was brilliant. Yeah, nice, man. I'll. I'll that's definitely on the to-do list. That's funny that there's a lot of super yachts there as well. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, interesting. <laughs> I had a very. I've, it's not for radio. It's not for I had radio. A great it was safe for off air. It was a mental experience, <laughs> but yeah, super yachts cool. Yeah, sick man. Mm. So yeah, that's what I. Uh, that's the goal. You know what I mean? I want to be able to run my online business and you know have that as a um, up my sleeve to you know work and live anywhere in the world that I that I want essentially. Oh. So when, when um, you say work on super yachts, what does that actually entail? What do you mean by that? Um, so like uh, the goal is to work on a private super yacht. Um, so it's not as commercial, it's not as big, less people. Um, so I've got a few contacts in that to go off. I just need to get my qualifications, get on that. And, you know, I'm expecting it not just to be me training the person, you know, I'm expecting a bit of deckhand stuff okay, and okay. all that, but whatnot. But um, it's sort of the lifestyle I want to live, man. Like one, two, three months go hard and then you have... Yeah. Around that same time off, we've you know you haven't you've been living on a boat, so you haven't spent much money. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's been in my head for the best part of two years as well. So now I'm I'm gonna I, I, you know it's funny that I'm in Thailand and they got a world class recognised uh, qualification here, like in Phuket. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's all full. It's full, okay, full legit. Phuket. I've sussed Not it out. Yeah, that's where I'm going to do all it, right. mate, at the Mariner. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I was like, you know, it nearly writes itself. So. Yeah, I was going to stay in two, Chiang Mai two months, but I've cut that to to five weeks. So, yeah, I'm here for another week and a half and then jetting down south. I'll do all my stuff there and then I'm going back to Bali uh, late August. Uh, at this stage, I plan to finish the rest of the year there and head back mid-December and make the most of a bit of the my favourite time in Australia, which is, you know, the Chrissy, the Chrissy schedule. Yeah? Yeah. You really like that time? Uh, that's unreal, man. Absolutely yeah. boiling, man. Yeah, it's, I love it. Boiling. It's you good. love that? Yeah, it's just a good vibe, oh, man. Everyone's, everyone's happier. So wait, the weather's you good. Like, when you're in Australia, what do you like doing for Christmas? Because well, I spent a couple of them down there. and you, you I would have been loose problem. from your end. You would have been there without family and that, yeah? Hey? Were you in Australia without family and yeah, that? Yeah, man. Yeah, you would have. I've, I haven't had, uh, I haven't had Christmas time. with my family for six and a half years now. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah, because I went... So when I finished my master's, when I was 25, I... Decided to leave the country. Yep. So all my tutors and everyone say, no, 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 stay in England a mm. year and get qualified as an architect. Like, nah, mm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, so I left the country. Yeah. Uh, went to New Zealand. Yep. Try to get a job over there and you know, practice. Mate, New Zealand is. All right. What do you think about this as a as a quote for for New Zealand? It's a rich man's paradise, poor man's hell. 
I've never been to New Zealand, mate. All right. Never. Uh, <laughs> he's thunder. Funny that. Australians never yeah, go. Funny Kiwis that. love Australia. Well, I've only been to Wit Sundays. Hey? You're raving about the Wit Sundays. I've never stepped foot there either. It's hey. funny. Wit Sundays is amazing. Yeah. It's just down the road from you and all. It's only about so four hours away. <laughs> Not far at all. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll be getting there for sure. You've sold it to me. You're doing a good job. Yeah, oh, but, mate, um, it's fantastic. What was it? Yeah, what was Australia like uh, for Christmas? You know, they're doing what you're doing about like families and all that. Well, it's, there's loads of backpackers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, even though I hate being clumped in with backpackers, because generally speaking, I'll go to a city and I'll stay there for a few months at a time, yep. or for a year, or wherever. So yep. you get to know the place that you're in. Mm-hmm. If people, you get a lot of people that come through and they'll they'll stay for four, two or three days and go, "Oh, it's amazing! I want to live there." <laughs> and then I'll go, "You don't know anything about this place. Yeah. You've seen some pretty things, yeah. but you don't understand about the infrastructure. You don't understand about this, all these other things as well mm-hmm. that are implicated when you live in a city." Uh, or in a different country. But in any case, it was, it was quite nice. There was a lot of people. There were a few people there that we were mates with, and we, we had a barbecue. I made some yeah. I made some very, very nice Sunday roast. I made I made Christmas burgers. Yeah. And Christmas burgers, because I thought, well, it's warm, isn't it? We're on barbecue. Yeah. So I thought I'll do something a bit, something to remind us of a home yeah. that's uh, a bit bit refreshing. So I got turkey, uh, minced meat, got some cranberries, uh, put them into the middle of the, into the turkey bap, and before we went to the barbecue, I'd already cooked them off anyway to make sure I weren't going to kill people. <laughs> and instead of having onions, you know, got some, yeah. what's the vegetable called? The green vegetable. I can't oh. believe it. Sprouts. Yeah. Got some sprouts and shredded them. Got some carrots, shredded that as well. And some parsnips and shredded them. Yeah. And fried them. So it's like you're having the, the, the fried onions and then made some gravy sauce. Cool, man. So it was like a, that a, tradition. A, it was a Christmas dinner in a burger. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I heard it kicks on for you guys. I, uh, like... oh, I have no idea what Christmas is like in England, man. Yeah. Go over to, go over to Europe. Yeah, for Christmas, and it is it's a full on month of just celebrating, getting smashed. Every <laughs> every Friday, you finish work at maybe two, three. Yeah. Yeah. You go out to the so they have got German markets there now in in Britain. Okay, which is it's which really nice. Now it's been there all the time when I was mm. in university. And you go and you're drinking your your steins or whatever your masses, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and you go out for lots of work dues. That's it. Yeah, and then you've got your Christmas. Well, Christmas Eve, you be you might be with your family, you might go for a drink. Can't forget, forget the good old Christmas markets as well, going out and drinking hot mulled wine and mulled yeah. cider. Yeah. And cool, man. And all the cakes and that of the stands. Yeah, yeah it's a cool time of year. And that's all the German stuff. <laughs> it's all the German <laughs> stuff that just, it's just been incorporated into British, it's become a British tradition of the like last maybe 10 mm. years, hasn't it? Mm. Interesting. It's that, it's that, it's that coming in when I'm at university mm. and it's and it stuck. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. And it's like I went to Munich for Christmas, and it's it's awesome. It's exactly the same as you know the Chris, the Chris Kindle Markt, mm-hmm. all the Christmas markets. It's a beautiful place, cool. uh, and all all snow and what have you. Beyond on Christmas Day, everything's shut down. You stay at home. You might, it might that. have it might have rained the night before. Usually, <laughs> forget about snow. Forget about snow until January February time. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Around February yeah. usually. January oh, okay. February you'll have snow. Yeah, I, I couldn't fathom like a uh, a white Christmas. It's just. You know, I've never been out of Australia for it, so to me, it just it's not on the. You spectrum. never been to Victoria, Mount Victoria, for a bit of snow? Uh, no, nah, man, I've only seen snow one place in my life, and that was in Switzerland. Super oh, you went to Switzerland? Yeah, Very I did nice. the old Kentucky. Do you know what a Kentucky tour is? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've yeah, heard of this. Yeah, it's just everyone's it's heard Australians of it. cutting loose, not really understanding <laughs> about the culture. It's pretty much like the, the East it's Coast traveling, isn't it? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but um, it was just a twenty-three day whirlwind, and yeah, we touched snow in uh, Switzerland, which was pretty cool. Yeah, but that's yeah. Only me. It's, after a while, it wears. So you, when you see the, I don't know about yourself, Connor, but when I, when I were a kid, or even now, I see the snow and go, 
it's amazing, it's snowing. <laughs> and then you go outside and you get all the snow, you make snowballs, and after five minutes you go, my hands are bloody freezing. That's Why it, have I not put it. gloves on? Every Where's my hat? Why have I not got my coat on? Why am I still wearing slippers? And then uh, Every time. Yeah. I, I love the snow. I'm yeah. not one of these people that yeah. that, that um, poo-poo snow. Mm. I think it's awesome stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, getting man. back to what we're, we're main <laughs> we just digress. We angled off. Oh, okay, mate, all the time. All the time. So... Chiang Mai, you're going to go down to Phuket and do some yeah. do some stuff with the with the, with the yachting and what have you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm that. very I'm very north uh, in Phuket. I mm. uh, didn't want to go anywhere near Patong. Uh, I've heard it's just a uh, bit similar to Kuda in Bali. Which you oh know, mate, every, yeah. a lot of the islands are like I like that. I'm not yeah, really I'm not a big fan. I'm eh? not really a big fan of the islands. To be fair, each their own, but it's not really my cup of tea at this stage of my life. You know <laughs> I just I mean? feel really ill when the islands. Yeah. I don't know it's the weather. Yeah, right. I'm just not used to it. I'm not built yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm built right. for cold. Yeah. I built for it to be freezing and to be throwing it down, loads of wind. I hate I hate the wind and rain, but I'm built for it. Yeah. Whereas uh, I'm not be- built for the sun. Yeah. And I, I've, I've always been against, dead against the heat. Mm. So when I went to Australia and New Zealand and, and being over here and it's hot, mm. and I've just had to learn to you just breathe mm. and relax. <laughs> and then you're all right with the heat. Yeah. If you stress out about it... Yeah. Like on, on the rare quick. occasion when I do, you just you, you lose your head over it. Yeah, mate, it eats you up. Just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's different, the heat over it. It's not dry. Yeah. Where it's hu- very humid. Mm. And that's stressful, man. When I first got here, man, that first week, week and a half, and the, the sun was out, it's like high 30s, 40 degree oh, every day. And then just like that, bang, it's been raining nearly yeah. every day since. Well, we are in the wet season. It's been yeah. the wet season, really. I thought it was a bluff. I, I called a bluff first week. I was like, no way, this is wet season. And then. <laughs> well, he should have started. He should have started about. away. Yeah. He should have started about a month ago. Yeah. Right. This all this rain. Yeah. Didn't, I mean, this is like what, what we used to back home, isn't it? Mm. And in last year, it was drizzling like this a lot as well. I don't know we- if this is good weather for you, blokes, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Well, <laughs> the rugby was amazing for it. You know, it was wet and it was. It's always, it was... always fun of playing in the wet, wasn't it? Oh, it's, mm. it's awesome. And mm. the, the pitch that we played on the weekend at, at Prince Royal's College. Yeah. Uh, between Central Festival and the Old City, it was really boggy and muddy. And there was a French guy came to play for us called Evan. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a guy who lives in Canada now, but his his mum and dad are Vietnamese, and he was he was over playing for us mm-hmm. just for the weekend. Yeah. And he was going, "Oh, the pitch is rubbish. It's not right." I'm like, "What are you about?" I'm my mate Stanton from Leeds. <laughs> I'm from Leeds myself as well, and, cool. and we were saying, "Well, you can still see your feet when you put your feet on the pitch. You don't lose a leg." Like it, it reminds me of like in uh, Bradford Bailden. If you stand on that pitch, you lose a leg. Yeah, right. Because there's so many, so many, so many big puddles and yeah, whatever. Right. So I was like, we were laughing. Wasn't it brilliant? A bit boggy, but it's all right. Yeah. It's good. It's proper, proper old school rugby. Yeah, mate. Tell me about um, because you know I only met Connor two days ago on a uh, on a visa run. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did mention briefly uh, about how you're starting like a, a rugby competition. Oh mate, he, uh, he he said rugby. I'm from East Coast of Australia, so rugby league's my my everything. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Um, so Burgess he, Brothers, you love them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't love them, but I respect them. They're, yeah. Yeah, the it. Warriors. So I'm, I that, my my claim to fame with the rugby league yeah. is that I used to go to college with Luke Burgess. Oh wow! And so I took him down. I tackled him. Yeah. When I was playing house rugby <laughs> at college. Well, they all big big oh, boys. Mate, massive man. Yeah. They're absolutely huge. Yeah. Well, the Goliaths. Were they guns you know, growing up? Like, were, were the, they were just... the, mate, they were, I saw them for two years. So yeah. My high I used to go to high school with them. They went to Bradford originally, didn't they? No. No, they didn't go to Bradford. No, no. no. They went to uh, Hemmerwhite Grammar School. Okay. Hemmerwhite Grammar School is between. 
Leeds and Huddersfield. That is in, in, like the first team they played for well, in no, the Super uh, League. Was it? No, Bradford? no. Luke played for Rhinos. Okay. And Sam, I think Sam, George, and Tom went to Bulls. Okay. Went cool. to Bradford Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And sense. Uh, yeah, they're big lads. Yeah. I, used to, I worked at Nando's with George. Yeah. For a, for a little while before he got his contract for Bradford Bulls when he was eighteen. Yeah. And right. Luke, I, I think he's going f- back. He's going back next season, man. He's going to Wigan. Is he actually? Yeah. I'm, I'm well, sure, Wigan I'm sure are, it's George. Wigan are in the in the. Uh, they're in the trenches right now. Yeah. I think, oh, we're, no, I think they're going we're gonna all right. Are we going to do it all right now, aren't they? They're going all right Leeds, now, yeah. Leeds and Bradford are... are Bradford are in the remember. second league and Leeds oh, no, have been Leeds on... Leeds are doing really bad. Yeah, they're having a it's man- crappy it's year. It's mental. These two are superpowers. Mm. It, it's mad how it's working. Mm. Right anyway, I know. Huddersfield is... is Huddersfield Giants is where I... I used to play for rugby for Huddersfield. Cool. When I was a kid. H- uh, the rugby union team in, See, in Lockwood. And they, 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 the rugby's there. It's mm. good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's where that's where the the first rules for league was penned in, in Huddersfield. Really? Yeah, yeah. Outside the train station. Oh, this wow. thing Australians always go, "Oh, rugby league's our game." I'm like, "No, it's not, mate. It's Yorkshire. <laughs> it's from Huddersfield." <laughs> you, you've got you, it's been there it it's been worked, you know, between yeah. the Australian English understanding of how the rules should be played. Yeah. To what we've got now, mm. but yeah, it's very much a British. It's thing. funny how like you love union and like league to use uh, boring and like. I love league and union to me is boring. Like it's crazy just where it's what country Madden, you're in. It's mad I'm from north of England and I'd like union, not league. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's just, very true. It's just like when I went to high school, that's what we got into was union. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a forward. Mm-hmm. Not in England anyway. Yeah. Over here, over here, I'm a prop forward. Yeah, man. <laughs> for, in, for in England, <laughs> I'm a wing, a wing or fullback. So when you play in union, you can see the places that you want to go mm-hmm. and you can make moves to, to work around it. Yep. Whereas with league, it's very much pick the ball, go pick, mm. go very quick. It's a lot faster. One or two passes, then you then you get tackled. Mm. And for me, that's very tedious. Like at the weekend, we had an amazing drive. Mm. We pushed twenty meters off twenty five meters. Mm. It must be about eight eight rooks, yep. but very quick. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. We've got to try. Yeah, right. We passed it out to the wing. Got to try. Amazing, yep. amazing work. What's the contingent of uh, people playing rugby up here? Like, is there a lot of Aussies, English? Well, it's slow and steady, really. Is there? Yeah. Over the last eighteen months, like we like we discussed in the previous episode, I have been <laughs> slowly creating a team, the Lana Rugby Team, and we've developed a league at the same time, the Lana Tens Rugby League. Cool. And we've we had about seven or eight teams involved to begin with, but then four of them dropped out, three of them, whatever, because they were worried they didn't have enough players. Now, what I say is, I don't care. Mm. We'll lend you players. Yep. People lend us players. Don't matter. Yeah. As long as you're playing the game. Yeah. And it's all about getting people playing. Getting so, on the park. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we have subs. It's 100 baht subs. Mm. That's what the Lana Rugby Club goes by. And for training, it's 100 baht. Cheap as chips. And we just progress like that. And it's it's been happening slowly. Been developing. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, this, yeah. this weekend was the, the opening weekend. Yeah. And my team, Lana Rugby Club, we were the opening match that played. The, we had the opening match. And we beat them yeah. 17-14. We yeah. beat uh, CMU, Chiang Mai University. And then we had the the last match as well, the closing match of the day, and that was against PRC, and they they were hosting uh, Prince Royal's College. We lost. Now, I really do think that the referees have a big say in how the game can play. And the first match, we had a very le- very good referee, played a lot of advantage for both teams, and it wasn't two stop starts. Mm-hmm. The last match was very one sided, I believe, but. Anyway, I, di- I digress. You know, we can go talk about it all day long. I don't know about yourself, Connor, but I reckon we could be having an advert. <laughs> Should we bring an advert on? I think he's. I can hear it. This advert. Whoa! What's this advert going to be about? <laughs> I don't know.
Hello. Hi, am I speaking with Mr. Dover, Ben Dover? No, not exactly. Ah, great, not to worry. What? You're holding in Thailand right now, aren't you? Y yeah. Ah, fantastic. What? And your visa's uh, about to expire, isn't it? No, I've just literally just got here. Ah, great, and you're having a good time so well, far? Uh, yeah. Now, awesome. Yeah, Sounds like you're having a marvellous time. I, I, and you want to keep it going for as long as possible, right? Uh, yeah. Equality. So let's get you on the I, next visa run. Wait, what? Have you ever been to prison before? No, 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 no. Ah, great stuff. That means it's a new experience for you, right? No, I, I guess. Ah, so when you went to Cambodia, you saw the prisons of Khmer Rouge, right? I, I haven't been. Ah, great stuff. You're living in Chiang Mai, the old city, yeah? No, Niman Hotel. Okay, Niman Hotel. Cool, and uh, Wait. You're, it's a cool place, right? Wait, did you're you just write that? Here? I mean, I, yeah, it's nice, spicy though. But yeah, it's pretty hot, isn't it? You enjoying the cheeky little tuk-tuks in town? Fast, very fast. They're, uh, yeah, tell they're, me about they're, it. Okay. They're loads of fun. Yeah. Uh, so what's your last name again? Hamilton. Okay, that's Charlie Hamilton, isn't it? No, Connor I'm Hamilton. From Connor Hamilton. Wait, and hang your room number is 352, right? 841. No problem. 841. Uh, no, no problem. Uh, great stuff, Connor Hamilton. So the bus is going to come and pick you up at Niman Hotel. Bus? 481. And just make sure you have your passport what, ready. What? We'll take you to the border, you cross over, they'll interrogate you and they'll keep you hostage for 24 hours. What? Really exciting, isn't uh, it? Uh, so when you're there, you can go and have a look through the market, look at the exotic wares, such as the knockoff Nikes, the Ray-Bans, Opium, Rolexes, Mum's favourite perfume, street food, and of course the knuckle dusters for your favourite nephew. Any questions? Yeah, I've got a lot of questions know, actually. Great. But so it's only 5,000 baht, pay when we arrive, otherwise we'll beat it at you later. And then you can enjoy the rest of your extended stay in Thailand. Kopkun crabs, Saudi crabs... Whoa, 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 hang on a second. Visa, 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 run, we'll take your money. We don't care if you just arrived, we'll take your money. We don't care where you're from, we'll take your money. We'll chang my border bandits, we'll take your money. Oh, what an amazing advert. How about that, guys? What did you think about that? Oh, red hot. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely red hot. <laughs> All right, so, as everyone's aware, we're... The, Connor and I are here, and we've got his guest, Jackson. All right, Jackson. Hey, hey. And you have your online <coughs> company, and you yep. you help people with getting in shape. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. To put it short. All right, so walk us through how you how did you manage to get into this profession? To begin cool, with? man. So um, I went to Europe like five years ago, and I come back. I was laboring around that time, and I wanted to do something that I loved. Um, and... I really enjoy helping people. That's the whole reason I got into the personal training side of things. Yeah. Fitness, yeah, awesome. I love that. I love time in the gym and all that stuff. But it was more so helping people. I knew that I could. Mm. I knew that if I in the position, I definitely could. So I got my qualifications and I got into that. Um, I worked as a face-to-face -face personal trainer, running my own business um, on the Central Coast where I lived uh, for four years. Um, so I, ran, I was a franchisee. Uh, I ran my business in that specific gym. Uh, and nine months before departing Australia to Bali, uh, I put in the groundwork to transition to exclusively online because I wanted to have that luxury of working all around the world um, from my laptop, uh, but more so being able to open my doors to more people. You know, like I set my hours back in the day for 30 hours a week. You know, I wanted a bit of balance. I was just doing 30 hours a week and I was fitting in X amount of people. And that's it. You know what I mean? So with what I've set up now, I can handle a lot more people. And uh, essentially just, you know, really open my doors very a lot wider. So, yeah, Balanced Life Academy. You get your qualifications first yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. health and science? Uh, so, Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. 
in, in that's what, what, sorry? A, a certificate three and four in fitness. Okay. That's what you need to be a personal trainer on the ground floor. So yeah, that's that's what you need to these days to work in a gym and whatnot. A lot of people are running around, especially on on online and that. And you don't you you can do anything you want online, and you don't need. You know, no one's going to ask to see qualifications, are they? Yeah, yeah. That's the funny thing this day and age. But um, yeah, qualified PT, look out. There's not many of them left. Um, but uh, yeah, Balance Life Academy. So I flipped my uh, face-to-face business to online. Uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It, oh, it was wild, man. And like, I was doing it all by myself. I had a three-week delayed date from just technical issues, trying to get the website right, the payment side of things right. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, while I'm doing all that, I haven't made any content, haven't done any marketing. So, yeah, it was all new to me. So, it took a few months to get going in that. Thankfully, now I'm, I'm, I've got the flow going and, like, I'm, things are going good. Yeah. But, yeah, it definitely took a while, man. That online space, you know, I wasn't – I had no one to turn to for help in that regard. So, I just dived in and I gave it my all. So, obviously, it's going to be a bit of a natural, slower progression. But um, with my academy, um, I help people with their training everything. I do specific personalized training programs. I have my own app, which helps with that. So you could be in the gym and you know, you're on the app flicking through what you need to do next. There's notes in there, rest time, sets, cues, all that stuff. And nutrition, we spoke about that a little bit in the break before. Um, I help people to really understand like calories, energy expenditure, so how much calories you need to get to where you want to go. Uh, a lot of things, especially nutrition in the fitness industry, it's really overcomplicated and there's a lot of a lot of smoke and mirrors around it it's a very good point to make i mean we were, we were talking before that mm. uh, so i i like to keep myself healthy mm. i've always been in shape yeah however a year ago i i went off the tracks a little bit found a little bit of podge around my belly about mm. my midriff and i got funnily enough i got a personal trainer online <laughs> from new zealand yeah right from new zealand he was he was referenced to me from a friend in the lives in chiang rai Okay. Who's, who's also from New Zealand? Okay, uh, one of his mates that helps get people in shape. And I think I'm not sure if, if you got. I think he's got all the qualifications. I'm not sure. Yeah. But in any case, uh, we were the diet that he put me on was a keto diet, mm. and it's okay. Then my understanding for for diets was that yep. carbs can be very uh, dangerous for if you have too many of them. Yeah. So usually in my in, in my previous in my previous life when I was at university and what have you, yeah, I'd be eating. A lot of veg, a little bit of meat anyway. Yep. That's what my my diet was, mm. generally. Uh, so he put me on, back onto that. Because in Thailand, mm. it's very hard, nigh impossible to avoid carbohydrates. Yeah, man, it's not most easy. most people, I mean, my partner's dad, he has, he has two plates, mountains of rice with every meal. <laughs> wow. For a start, it's mental. But yeah, yeah, like carbs are demonized unnecessarily. It's quite hilarious how, how much, you know, carbs are frowned upon. Um, with all my members and that, all my clients, like I don't cut out one macronutrient, protein, carbs, or fats. Macronutrients to me, if people, put this to I would, I would assume like broccoli be a macronutrient because there's loads of nutrients in it. So broccoli is a carbohydrate, you know what I mean? But it's obviously got a lot of vitamins and minerals, micronutrients. Right. Okay. So the macronutrients, which are going to build up, uh, calories essentially, uh, fat, protein, and carbohydrates. Yeah. So you say you went on the ketogenic diet before, yeah, you're yeah. cutting out carbohydrates that's a macronutrient so right right there that's going to take away x amount of calories and that's going to bring you down to a high likely a high likely chance you're going to be in a calorie deficit right a calorie deficit is the only way you can lose weight so you got people on the ketogenic diet they've been recommended onto it or for whatever reason 
and they've cut out carbs and they're now in a calorie deficit and they're now losing weight. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So then they're going to preach it to X amount of people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just unsustainable. Like, what are they going to go the rest of their life without having a carb? No. And also, a lot of that weight that comes from uh, taking out carbs is a lot of water weight. Carbs hold water. Right. So, you know, it's, it's short and sweet and it's temporary. You know, I'm, I'm not about myself. I'm not about temporary and I'm, I've never been about coaching temporary to others. So I really plan bigger picture uh, and all about sustainability, man. So, yeah, no fads. Uh, no fads, so no. What would no, you no, say no. is good for a, for a diet? Mate, just, so if someone's looking yeah. to lose weight, so yep. they've got people well, out there Well, first and foremost, you need to be in a calorie deficit. I... 80% nutrient-dense food and 20% soul food. So if you want that donut or you want you know, the pork crackling, whatever, you can fit it in. Right. You just need to be prepared to track all this. And that's what I teach people, like tracking, weighing, um, all that stuff, which may sound methodical, yeah. but it's very easy. And it's also, you know, it's quite enjoyable once you get into it and, and get an understanding because you have so much freedom. You're like, oh, I can fit in three donuts today, banging. So I'm you know trying to I mean? figure out, so with, with your diet, would you, would they be on a, so essentially, be a keto diet with a few extras. No, no, it's a it's a all rounded balanced diet. I don't cut. Yeah, if I, it was keto, it'd be no carbs. Yeah. For, so for a, yeah. for a meal, then what would you sit? So for a so for, for if, a, I, if I sit down and get something to eat, yeah, first yeah. thing, the hardest macronutrient to get is protein. That's right. the building block of muscles. Right. Yeah. That's that's the most important macronutrient. I I, I say to all my members. Um, so I'm trying to get as much protein in that meal as possible. So if I'm ordering something with chicken, I'll I'll more more than likely be like, okay, can I have double chicken? So that's going to get my protein in my protein intake up. However, I was also I'm yep. also aware that you can only take on so much protein in one sitting. So if you have so mm. much chicken in one go, sort of an old, it's sort of an old the, myth. A lot of the protein is going to be redundant. Wasted, yes. Yeah. It's sort of an old myth. It's sort of an old myth. Sort of. You don't, yeah. There's a lot more important aspects to look at than, oh, shit, I shouldn't be having 60 grams of protein in this sitting while you've got 200 carbs on your plate. You know what I mean? Swear <laughs> <laughs> and going out the window now. I've had that conversation so many times with people. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if I sit down to get a meal, protein intake's high and carbs and fats are going to be sort of distributed around, you know, if I'm training after it, uh, I'm going to have a lot more carbs as opposed to fats. So that's gonna give, carbs are going to give you energy. Yeah. And that's what you want training. I've, but I heard that carbo loading as well again, is, like, is, is a bit of a myth. Yeah, it's a myth, because, man. Like you can have So you're doing carbo loading but you you're aware that it's a myth. I want more carbs around my training because right. I know that I'm gonna train a lot better. Okay, so it just okay. makes sense, you know what I mean? But that's not necessary, that's just a general feeling for me and So is that just more your psyche than it is? Uh it's no it's, physical. Yeah, it's definitely gonna give me more energy. Yeah. It's okay. gonna give me more more fuel in the tank. But yeah, back to the point, everything around nutrition that Oh, I have a saying, it's all balanced, man. You know, like, there's not, it just all comes down to calories. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no bad or good food. You know what I mean? But it's just all well rounded, man. Like, I just coach people the bigger picture. Uh, it's all about balance. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the company. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of the business. Uh, and that's what I preach myself. And that's what I like to install in people. But uh, one thing that upsets me when, yeah, I, when I see people saying, oh, I'm on a diet. Oh, yeah. So I'm not. You know, I'm not having lunch. Mm. Uh, I'm just having a little bit of food. Mm. But the problem is that when you're not having enough food, your body's going to put on weight more than it lose weight because your body then goes into a diff. Well, what I'm aware is that your body goes into a, a flight or fight, I guess, and your body goes, well, I'm not getting all the nutrients, so I'm going to keep well, as much as I can. You're, you're going to lose weight if you're in a calorie deficit and you're going to uh, put on weight if you're in a calorie surplus. You're not going to put on weight if you're not eating because you're essentially going to be in a calorie surplus. Does that make sense? Mm. You're going to look like shit because 
you know, your body's going to look not cooperate, so to speak, because it's got no got no fuel in it, um, and you won't feel good. But in terms of putting on like actual weight, uh, that won't happen in a in a deficit, only in a surplus. So unless they're having oh, like sorry, uh, maybe slow, sorry, maybe I, maybe yeah. I. I, I... I spoke wrong. That's okay. It yep. slows down. Yeah. Massively slows down the process of being mm. able to get in shape. Mm. Oh. If you cut down, if you if, if people if you're not, they say yeah. they're on a diet and they think diet is cutting out food, yeah. But it's not. It's just making sure you're eating the right food. A lot of people's problem is they're not eating enough. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, I just coach people to hit numbers uh, and how to how to get to that number in the most simplest way possible. Because as I said, man, there's a lot of overcomplicatedness and a lot of a lot of bullshit getting spun out there. So, and how many just, clients I'm, do you have at the moment? At the moment, I did my books last night. I've got sixteen. Um, okay. Yeah, man. And so. they is it? And do you do courses just for over a month, two months? Uh, so I got a weekly longevity. I've like? got a weekly member, uh, rolling membership, and I've got twelve weeks up front. So they're my two memberships. Also, for a, a seven-day free trial to get a feel of it, mm. and uh, we gave a few things specifically more nutrition in that in that trial, and just yeah. get people a bit of a, a basic understanding of you know calories expenditure whatnot yeah. um i mean you get a lot of people that are they're, they're at a loss as what to do oh and, yeah. so, and, and people and that, that's it's, completely there's no, fair it's not bad to ask for help no no not at all man you know a, a lot of people don't re- even whether it's for your health or business or anything man a lot of people aren't you know a bit of a bit timid to ask for help these days but you know the help's out there so you got to reach for it you'll yeah. be better for it you know yeah um but yeah man that's pretty much what i do day in day out now the the course that you do, it's not just yep. about diet. It's not just about nutrition, but it's about what you do to it's to, of, to build muscle, to lose weight. And yeah, all so it's, it's, it's exercise, nutrition, and the lifestyle things. You know what I mean? Like if your lifestyle shit, having a good training and diet, uh, nutrition regime isn't going to be that good. What do you mean by lifestyle? Like, like sleep, stress, just little habitual things. You yeah. know what I mean? They all add up massively, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. So I really try and uh, get that set down pat first and just try and get a bit of a routine and a flow of that bigger picture stuff and that filters all down into you know, what, what the training's going to be, uh, the volume of the training, what the nutrition's going to look like, how much they need to be eating. Yeah. So it stems from the top and works its way down. So you've got 16 customers yep. at the moment and they've been with you for a long time? Mm. Oh well, uh, yeah. I've had some that have been with me for the full duration, so four and a half years. Oh wow! And, yeah, and they've and they've seen a big change in how they feel and how they look. I've never had a I've life. never had a client not get results, whether it be uh, it's all it's ninety nine percent going to be physical, but also just uh, the knowledge side of things that they can utilize there and onwards. You know what I mean? Like I've had a lot of people come and go, and they're in a better state than what they were just by the knowledge that I've thrown in their back pocket. I, mean, I don't know about you, but exercise makes me feel a world of good. Oh, absolutely, man. So like for, for, a, for a long while in, Australia, in Thailand, yep. I, I've always exercised. I always like going to the gym. I like mm. going, so I used to, when I was in Melbourne, I used to run around Albert Park, and then yep. I'd go to the gym. Yep. When I was in, in New Zealand, yep. I'd run from, I was living in Auckland, so yep. I'd run from my house, which was, which was near K, K Road, which is a bit dodgy. <laughs> People in, ta- in New Zealand know what I'm on about. Yeah. So I would just run down K Road, and I'd run all the way to... What's the gym called now? You got it in Australia as well. It's a it's a it's a, it's a group. F forty five. No, 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 no. Good. <laughs> it's it's cheap. Yeah, right. Cheap and nice. You okay, know? it's all right. Anyway, so I'd run all the way to that gym, then you'd work out, and I'd run all the way back. Yeah. But when we came to Thailand, I, I stopped exercising mm. because I was busy experiencing a bit of the culture. I guess. Yeah. I experienced it a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> and you start to feel low. Yeah, man. And you, you don't you... realize until. 
because I've, I've always exercised, I've always felt, I've always been happy, I've always mm. felt good. Yeah. And then you realise after two years you go, I don't feel good now, and I need to, get, I need to get back in shape, I need to feel yeah. good. Yeah. Then you start exercising after two, so the first two weeks are always killer. Mm. Or the first month is always a killer. Yeah. If you haven't done exercise for a long time, yeah, you, you, you lose it, it quick. You know, you don't oh, use yeah. it, you lose it. And then you start doing it, and you you pain, you agony all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But then after a month, mm. you you're back in it. You got your groove, yeah. yeah. Your endorphin levels raise. <laughs> yeah, and the endorphins. And you're feeling you're buzzing. Yeah, man. I, it's honestly exercise. It's a remedy for so many problems man and it's so yeah. many uh people's including mine uh it's that anchor yeah it's the anchor in life you know it's that pillar that is just going to always be there and you can always go back to you know you're working on yourself for yourself to me there's no bigger positive affirmation than that yeah that's it's, it says it all really you know have you ever found yourself in a bit of a hole yeah and man. You've, you haven't exercised or you, or you haven't done sports or whatever for yeah. a long while and you and you don't and you're yeah, of course. And you're wondering, oh no. Yeah, man, especially like moving to a new country and that, like it's hard to get in that flow. Like I've done it twice now. I moved to Bali, moved to here and, mm. you know, I'm getting, moving to Thailand and getting into it was a lot easier than, you know, going to Bali and finding oh, yeah? my feet there. Yeah, man, because it was just, it was new to me. I never lived in a country. So I had other things that had more, yeah, yeah. maybe not more, but as much as importance, like getting the business up and running. Yeah, yeah. Where am I eating every day? You know, is this accommodation sweet for the next month? So yeah, and you know, and right now, I'm in an amazing routine. I come over here, man, and um, I was looking forward to not knowing anybody here, mm-hmm. and I've got into an unreal routine. It's what I said I wanted to come here for, of just work, eat, train, repeat, and the business has improved. Yeah. Uh, physically, I got back to where I was uh, five months ago before moving here, um, and I'm just in, I've just, it's been a really good reset, you know what I mean? And I gave up alcohol too. I'm, I've been sober for just over a month now. I've got another, oh, I'm yeah, going to go cool. three months. Yeah. So that always helps. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, again, it's just, it's the foundation, man, exercise. It really is. And, uh, you know, for everyone that, you know, ex- love exercising, I'm sure they'll raise their hand and attest to that. And for everybody that, you know, may, uh, feel like there's something they're missing out in life. I've, I'm very confident in saying exercise is the answer. It's going to oh, give you yeah. a lot back. Yeah. Man, it's hundred percent. Mm. I completely agree. Mm. I mean, it's funny, you know, you talk about alcohol. I, <laughs> I don't drink much. I drink very rarely. Mm. And with the rugby, because sometimes Same, I'll yeah. go weeks without drinking. Mm. Yeah. But then with the rugby, because I need to do a social, I need to do team socials. Yeah. And I'll need to go out. Big, so I'll have a, I'll have a couple of beers. Thing, eh? But, you know, I I I'm not a big fan of drinking loads because mm. the day after it ruins your day. Yeah. When I was university, I didn't have time to go out drinking because I had so much work to do every day. Yeah. to get done for the week, to be able to show the tutors and this and that and the other. That I just never, when I was at university, I never really drank mm. unless it was, well, towards the end in May. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the only time I really drank was in May, maybe Christmas time as well. Yeah. Apart from that, I'd be working solid and you, yeah. you, you and you don't miss it because you're, yeah. if you're busy, you're exercising, you're feeling mm. good and you're doing, you're progressing with your life. Yeah. It's, I'm preaching, but yeah, exactly. you make you feel good. And I'm not telling anyone to like give up alcohol or anything. There's, there's oh, a God, place, no. there's a place and a time, you know what I mean? That's just all in moderation. Mm. But for me, it's just, you know, it, it's just taking it, taking that out and, you know, it's just, if, as you said, man, like uh, the next day, the next day, there's no productivity. Yeah. And I, I, not as if I can't afford a day like that, but I just don't want a day like that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I want to be on the ball. Yeah, I completely so, I understand uh, completely, yeah. I'd say it's just a sacrifice for three months, but in saying that, it's it's hardly one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the thing, like if you want to get onto it, if you want to get involved and, you, and you're wondering, oh, what should I do next for, for, for my health or for, to feel good? And or maybe you just want that extra little boost of energy. You might be buzzing already, but you mm. want to get that, that, mm. that extra little bit. 
I'm sure you can get in touch with Jackson yourself, can't you? I mean, what's your yeah. what's your app called? Cool, man. So um, my you're better off finding me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I have a business page on there, which is Balanced Life Academy. So very easy to find on their website, www.balancedlifeacademy.net. And myself, just Jackson Kennedy on Instagram or, or Facebook, and I'll be pretty easy to find, I reckon. So uh, yeah, happy to answer any questions and uh, help out anyone who uh, has a bit of a bit of a query and wants a bit of a change up with their routine so to speak yeah mm. that's great i mean i think it's always good for when there's someone to help you out yeah that's mm. it. and for me it worked when i was in even though i was put on a keto diet mm. it still helped me out a lot yeah. i lost a lot of weight yeah. and i've kept it off and yeah. i'm exercising again and yeah. i always feel the diet's one part but all right then i don't know if you know bojack horseman you know that show no nah, man it's a netflix show yeah right. it's a cartoon and it's animals, people with got animals' heads and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty out there. Pretty, pretty funny. And there's there's one clip that he decides Bojack is a is is an actor from the '90s from a TV show, and he's downtrodden. He's he's just given up on life really. But he's, this this in this episode, he decided to pick himself back up. Yep. And he goes for a run. And after five meet, after 10, 15 meters, he stops and he's knackered. He's puffing. He goes, oh, and he keeps on going. He gets top of hill, falls down on the grass. And this monkey, this this guy with the monkey's head, <laughs> leans over the top of him, you know, taking the taking the sun away. And uh, he goes, "Don't worry, it'll get easier." So what do you mean? I say, "Well, I say it'll get easier every day. You've got to get up, and you're going to make yourself do it. And that's the hard thing. Yeah. Exercise, doing exercise is the hard thing. Yeah, man. Getting that start's the hardest bit. The more you do it, it gets easier." And it, you make, and it makes yourself feel a million times better. Absolutely. It doesn't get easier, you get better. That's it, man. Yeah. It's See. always hard, man. I, I hate going... I tell you what, right? I hate going to the gym. Mm. I absolutely resent it. Yeah, right. But I'll go to the gym and I'll do I'll do my exercise be, that I need to do. Yeah, you'd be walking out of there being like, shit, oh, I'm yeah. glad I got in. And yeah. worst, worst day of the week is leg day. <laughs> absolutely the worst day. I, I, hate, I hate leg day. I hate it. Because I know I'm going to have to do squats. Yeah. Or I hate... Yeah, I hate, I hate having to do my shoulders and my back. So now I'm gonna have to do deadlifts. Yeah, I hate doing my chest because so I've started to pump it now and yeah. so I'll do 100k uh, bench press mm-hmm. and I, I I I hate that stuff. Mm. I I hate it. Mm. It's just the worst feeling. <laughs> but once you've done it, you just yeah. feel the best. Yeah. You feel a million percent. Of course, you never never you never regret a workout. No, not at all. No. So I think I think we've we've got I don't know. Well, we've got quite a lot of cool, great information. In fact, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's the first podcast I've ever, uh, I've ever been a part of. It's something actually that I'd love to. I've had in my, uh, in my to-do book. I want to, I want to start one day. So um, <laughs> there's, there'll be a spot for both of you lads to come on. That's for sure. But yeah, thanks yeah, just, so much for having me on. That's no worries. Thank you very much, Jackson. My it's pleasure. been, it's been our pleasure. Hasn't it? It's been a good time. So if we go, so take to take away. We, we always do a takeaway segment. Yeah, yeah. So the takeaway for today is. Don't be scared to ask for help. Yep. There's always help there. Yep. Jackson has got his his, uh, his website that can help you out. Mm-hmm. So balanced. Balanced Life Academy that anyone wants to improve their health, body composition and lifestyle. Yeah. Exercise is good. Mm. Don't be scared of it. Mm. It's more scared of you than you are of it. Yeah. And get on board. Isn't that <laughs> See, right? That's right. So Jackson, See. do you want to join us on the outro? I don't know what it is, but hell yeah. No, it's, it's the same as the intro. We just get on it. All right, we ready? Let's jump on. Let's Raging Buffalo. Hey. Cool. Visa, 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 run. We'll take your money. We don't care if you just arrived. We'll take your money. 
We don't care if you get binary opposition or whatever anything else. I don't care. We'll take your money. We don't care if you're made from cardboard. We'll take your money. We don't care if you don't like vibrators. We'll take your money. We don't care if you're bald or hairy. We'll take your money. You got eyebrows or you haven't. We'll take your money. You have skin between your fingers. We'll take your money. I don't care if you got web feet. We'll take your money. Did you swim from here or fly? We'll take your money. I don't care if you haven't got a job. We'll take your money. Are you a busker or did you... I don't know. Are you a bag or made from wood? We'll take your money. We don't care if you're aging buffalo. We'll take your money. Because we are gonna take your money.